0: three core life principles that are fundamental these are things i think about that drive the way that i think and operate and act and i got these i discovered them by working with some of the most successful people in business i'm going to share them with you in this episode leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe i'm russ hill i help build leaders And this is the Culture Hacks podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Tap on the follow plus or subscribe button and you'll get two new episodes each week. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill. It was so much fun. sharing these three core principles in a, uh, in, in a podcast interview I did for another podcast. Um, a guy in South Africa, Dominique Spear is his name. And he's, uh, he's a young guy who is up and coming as an entrepreneur and into the world of fitness. And he, he asked me to, uh, to be a guest on his show. And in preparation for that recently, I thought, you know what? I need to uh, I need to talk about these more often. I need to share these. Th- I haven't talked about them in any episode, and we're like on episode what is this three hundred and twenty-two of this podcast, and I've never specifically done one episode walking you through all three of these principles. I'm going to do it in this episode. I mean, we talk a lot about leadership. How do you lead a team? We talk about you know the pursuit of growth or whatever. So I've talked about elements and pieces of this, but I've never I've never presented it. Um, in the way I'm going to do it. So three core principles that I want you to think about, man, some of, these are so profound because, and, and I can say that cause I didn't come up with them. I've just collected them by observing, working with being around incredibly successful people in the line of work that I'm in. And, uh, and, and so three core principles and each one of them has a tactic attached to it. Okay, so this is what you believe, and then if you believe that, then this is what you do. So I'm going to share that with you, and I think you're going to get a ton of value. This is an episode you might want to share with somebody else, somebody that you either live with, care about, related to, work with. Um, you, you be the judge of that. And if you do, if like five minutes from now, if you're like, oh, yeah, this is something that I need so-and-so to listen to, just tap on that share button in whatever app you're listening to it in. And text the link or DM it to somebody. Okay. Welcome into the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's biggest companies. Lone dot Consulting.com is where you can find more, uh, where you can find out more about what we do. LeadIn30.com. Hey, guys, huge news on this front. We are um, opening up LeadIn30, which is a 30 day transformation, takes you from a manager to a leader of a high-performing team. We teach you three core principles. It requires two hours a week for four weeks in a row. You can attend or uh, participate anywhere in the world. It fits into your schedule. Tens of thousands of leaders have been through it. Some of the world's biggest companies put their managers through it, and uh, we're scaling this thing like mad, and we're opening it back up to the public. So wherever you are, somebody who's listening to it here or there, whatever, whether you're 55 or 25, whether you're not, you don't have any direct reports or you're a senior executive of a big company, you are going to be able to go to leadin30.com and buy access for yourself to a public session. The next one starts in March. So if you're listening to this around the time that I'm putting it out, it's coming up soon. So you can't you can't purchase uh, a seat in Lead in Thirty a session yet at the time I'm putting this out, but within like about mid February you should be able to do that. Okay, so if you're listening to this later, um, you should be able to get into it. We're, We're starting up a session every four weeks. We do them with companies like intact teams, like leaders at this company, leaders of that company, managers of this company. They might put through 50 leaders. They might put through 150 they might put through 2000, but um, this one, the public session is for anyone, anywhere. So super cool. We did this back in 2022. It was a wild success. It drove. Uh, it, it was just amazing. So lead in 30.com. If you want more, okay. Three core principles. Let's talk about this. I'm just going to dive in you guys. These are, what I call success principles and they're I've got I've got a set of principles and and you know I like to work in groups of three or four because that's what a brain can retain if you give me a list of seven or eight or ten things I can't retain that it's hard for me to remember it top of mind but you give me three and I can memorize it I can remember it three or four and so I've got some of these principles for success like trying to achieve personal success professional success in my life just me that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Then I got a set there are four that are four core leadership principles. Like if you want to lead others, these are four core principles. They are truths that are critically important to think about and acknowledge and lean into. I'll share those in another episode. And then I've got some around happiness. How do you achieve happiness and joy? Um, and uh, I'll share those in another episode. Okay. So in our pursuit, in your pursuit of success, in your career, whatever that looks like, whatever industry it is, however much money you want to make, whatever lifestyle you want, whatever, whatever that looks like, what I would tell you is that these core principles are fundamentally true and that they're important to acknowledge and lean into. And then I'm going to give you a tactic with with, with each one. Okay. So let me, let's just dive in and, and you'll see how this works. Principle number one of success is that success is not a single player game. Success is not a single player game. I have never met an individual ever in my entire life. And I've been around for a few years. I've never met an individual who has achieved a, a, what would be agreed upon by other people is, Hey, that person's pretty successful. Whatever that means. Never met that person who said, I got here alone. Nobody helped me. I got no ideas from anybody else. I didn't lean on anybody else. Nobody opened a door for me. Connections didn't matter to me at all. Relationships didn't matter to me at all. None of that. No mentors. I had no, but nobody, nobody, nobody in my lifetime at all has had any influence on me in a way that's positively helped me achieve success. Never met that person. In fact, you hear the opposite. Man, I crossed paths with this person, or I met that person, or I had this boss, or that college professor, or this teacher in high school, or that friend, or that parent, or that whomever. They helped me do this and this and this. And if you're you know, over the age of like 20, your list of people who have played a role in helping you achieve whatever level of success you're at, that list is long and it's getting longer, right? So let me give you a couple of examples. And then I'm going to talk about a tactic. So if that's true, what do I do? Okay. I'll tell you that this is really, really important. The tactic that's tied to this principle, but let me tell you stories. I'm going to go through You guys, I'm going to give you five examples, five stories tied to this principle, and I'm going to do it super fast. I could do an entire episode on each one of these. Greg Mosheri. Okay. So when I, when our family moved to Phoenix and I took over the turnaround project of these media properties that our national broadcast company purchased here, and they were hemorrhaging listeners and revenue, they sucked. They were on the right side of the decimal in the ratings game. Literally, not an exaggeration, they had not achieved in any recent period of time. These were storied brands, if you will. Back in the heyday, they owned the Phoenix market and the broadcasting industry. But that was then, it wasn't now. Now they were on the right side of the decimal in the rating system, sucking canal water, right? So I'm brought in along with some others to turn this bad boy around. So, one of the first questions, Actually, wasn't one of the first questions. It took me a little while to figure this out. One of the things that I thought was, who's done this? Who's turned around media properties? Who's got success, a track record? And I found a guy by the name of Greg Mosheri, lived in Michigan. But the property that he turned around that everybody in our industry knew about was a media property called WSB in Atlanta. Greg led it. He turned it around. He turned it into a monster, a powerhouse in Atlanta. I called Greg and I set up a a consulting agreement and I probably, yeah, I probably shouldn't say too much, but what he charged our company, he should have charged three times that. And it was, it it, it is like, I got him at such a discount. Now looking back, he didn't think that way at the time, but I signed Greg up and he would call me and he had this like gangster voice, right? Hey Russ, what are you doing? Um, I'm in a back alley. Why Greg? It sounds like you are too, right? I'm just playing with you. But so Greg, we like, Russ, what are you doing? Um, I'm just come out of a meeting. Why? What are you working on? And we would just have these phone calls. This is like pre zoom, right? Cause zoom was only here. Like virtual meetings started like three years ago, like a minute ago, but it's hard to imagine that life, right? Now everybody thinks every call has got to be on Zoom or Teams. Or why the crap do you need me on a camera on every freaking meeting? Like, can't we just do a phone call? Anyway, that's another, <laughs> another topic for another episode. Um, way more efficient if I can be on the phone instead of sitting at my desk all the time. Anyway, so I call Greg. We do these audio calls. He comes to the market maybe one, two times a year. He totally changed my ability to be successful in that role. Greg Mosheri, Drew Horowitz. Drew lived in Chicago. He was a senior executive, an EVP, executive vice president in our broadcast company. Our company had a mentorship program. I was uh, picked as a candidate for it. I mean, just amazing, right, how these stars aligned and 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 what we call tender mercies happen. And drew is this um chicago type man buttoned up the the full-on suit with the tie the formal side of chicago and drew was one of those guys i write about him and decide to lead i don't think i use his name because he was a kiss the ring guy like bow down in front of me and kiss my ring and make sure that you and, and i like drew man i respect him but he was a little old school and a little bit like you know you not my style that way, not the way I choose to lead, but he had an incredible track record. What he had done with media properties just led in a way that kind of made you feel icky me. I'm not saying anybody else did, but I did anyway. Drew had a, had a huge impact on me. He pushed me. He challenged me. He toughened me up. I could say a lot more about it. Drew helped me. The principle we're talking about right now is success is not a single player game. Would I have gotten to where I went, where I got in the media industry without Greg Mosheri? The answer is no. Would I have gotten to where I got without Drew Horowitz? I don't think so. Roger Hendricks, a consultant, probably in his 60s, mid-60s, closing in on 70 when I met him, from Salt Lake City. Traveled down, he'd do quarterly visits with us. I'm sitting in the uh, suite at a Phoenix Suns game. Roger says to me, why are you here? This is after he got to mo- know me a little bit. I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Why aren't you working for CNN or like Atlanta or New York or whatever?" I'm like, "Why? What do you mean?" He's like, "Man, I I'm paid by this company to be a consultant here, and I'm paid to you know to to to, to help develop you, but bro, you should." He didn't say bro, but you you shouldn't be here. You've outgrown this. Roger planted that thought in my mind. He's like, "Just between us, man, you got to aim higher." And I hadn't been thinking higher. I wasn't. I I I I had put two low of a ceiling on myself. Roger, where I've gotten to where I went. I never went to CNN or elevated to the media industry. In fact, I exited, but Roger planted in my head. Oh my gosh, when the growth curve starts to flatten, it's probably time to change. I didn't think about that. Jared Jones, one of my business partners. I met him when I was an LDS missionary, a punk kid wearing a, you know, white shirt tie and a name tag. You've seen him. Knocking on doors in Southern California, Jared Jones was one of of my companions. I had no idea Jared would introduce me to my wife. I had no idea that Jared Jones, 20 years later, I would call him and he'd say, you ought to work in the consulting industry. I had no idea that 30 years later, Jared and I would co-found a business with another business partner. No idea. Success is not a single player game. Okay. And the list could be, I could go on with a million other people. So here's the tactic. Here's what I want you to think about. If you believe that, if you think that's true, success is not a single player game. Here's the tactic I want you thinking about. Stop asking what, start asking who. Every time you find yourself, not every time, but a lot of times what happens is in our pursuit of success, whatever that looks like right now for you, whatever the next step or two or three are that you need to unlock or make or take in your path toward uh, success. When you start digging in deep on what I got to figure out what to do or how to do that. Like, okay. And you're spending just a ton of time researching that, Googling it, digging into it, making mistakes and you can't figure it out. Stop asking what or how, and instead ask who classic example. I don't have time to go deep on it. In our leadership development training company, we had what we've had wild success with it. in it's first couple of years when we, now we want to scale it and take it to a whole different level. We, we were just digging into my business partners and I on what, 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 how, how, how. And then finally one day about eight months ago, we went, dude, we're asking the wrong question. The question is who, Who's built this, a company like this, who, who knows this, who's already unlocked all this crap work. It's going to take us two more years to unlock. And we, we, we introduced ourselves to a few people. They introduced themselves to us. We brought them on board and it's stinking crazy how much impact they've had in just a few months. Ask who, not what, man, that's a whole episode, that principle, but I'm moving on to the next one. You guys, my throat's still a little raspy, so uh, forgive me for that, but i got to take sips on this drink because it can't even survive a whole podcast episode still, getting over this freaking COVID mess. Uh, I'm long since over it, but you know how it just kind of lingers? Principle number two. So principle number one, success is not a single-player game. The tactic tied to that is ask who, not what. Principle number two, what you consume determines what you create. I've done like five episodes on that in the, in the course of the last 300 episodes. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time unpacking that. Cause I've talked about it so much, what you consume, what you're watching, what you're viewing, what you're reading, who you're hanging out, all that stuff is totally affecting what you create. When I get a little complacent or there's not as much uh, value coming out of me, it's because what I'm consuming has it has, as gotten lame, I need to upgrade it. And then it affects, because it affects what I'm thinking. It affects the way it just affects all of that. Okay. Russell Brunson. I'm going to give you a few examples of this. Russell Brunson. When, um, when I first read expert secret, that book, and I started watching some of his videos, and listening to his podcast, and he's talking about this value ladder. And he says, Hey, you know, one of the keys to success in business is you're selling somebody this, but they don't want just that from you. They want this and that and that, if they buy from you once, they'd probably buy from you a lot of other things. So what are you offering them? Is there only one item on your menu or are there other items on your menu? Are you upselling them? Are you offering them upgrades because they probably want more access to you? I had never thought of that until Russell Brunson said it. He calls it the value ladder. I'll give you this much value for that price. Oh, you want more from me? Okay, well, you can get this much additional value and this much more access to me for that price. Oh, you want more? Oh, you can have access to me and it's for whatever. I mean, this is true in any industry, right? Ryan Holiday. Until I had read about ego being the enemy, I knew ego was bad, but I didn't know what ego really meant. I didn't realize how many places my ego was rearing its ugly head until I'm, heard and read and watched stuff from Ryan holiday until Naval Ravikant said it. I didn't know that a salary, a salary, you know, you, what you get paid from a company. I didn't know a salary was an unhealthy addiction. That sounds crazy until Naval Ravikant said it in a YouTube video or a Joe Rogan podcast or something that I was listening to. And I went, Oh my gosh, Russell M. Nelson, a religious spiritual figure who I, listen to a ton. When he said, joy doesn't come from your circumstances, but comes from your focus had a profound effect on me. When Russell M. Nelson said, joy doesn't come from your circumstances. It comes from your focus affected me. What you consume determines what you create. So what's the tactic tied to this principle? You need to upgrade what you consume. Upgrade it. What does that mean, Russ? It means what podcast are you listening to? It means what books are you reading? It means what's in your news feed on whatever apps you spend time on. It means what YouTube things, what cable television channels are you watching? Are they making you angry? It's an election year in the U.S. Do you know people are consuming content that does nothing to them but waste time and piss them off? Well, that's affecting your ability to create. You're going to spend the next eight months just laying down in the bed of media content that just ticks you off because not everybody in the world agrees with your views politically. It's going to tick you off and make you mad. And you're just going to spend tons of time scrolling through articles and listening to political talk shows and doing all, go for it. You'll have nothing to show for it. Nothing. Except Most of the time, anger, because the rest of the world doesn't agree with you, and they're all a bunch of idiots. That's what you'll think if you consume that kind of content. What you consume determines what you create. Upgrade what you consume. Principle number one, success is not a single-player game. Tactic, ask who, not what. Principle number two, what you consume determines what you create. I'm talking about what you create in the marketplace, what you create in relationships, what you create emotionally, spiritually, physically for yourself. Tactic upgrade what you consume in whatever area you want to create something better. Principle number three, last one in this episode, you cannot be stuck if you're in motion. That's the principle. You cannot be stuck if you're in motion. Here's the problem. You're thinking too much at a macro level. Oh, I wish that I had this. Oh, I wish that I could achieve that. Oh, I want this in my career. Oh, that's the thing that I want to purchase what. You're thinking big. And it just feels monumental. It is it it, it it's going to take me 5 years to do that. It's going to take me 2 years to do that. I want think about it from a physical standpoint. Oh, I want that body. I want to be chiseled. I want to be toned or whatever. Okay think about that from the macro standpoint. And guess what? You don't look nothing like that right now. Right? Like that isn't me. And so you just think about that from a macro standpoint and you become intimidated, which, and, and paralyzed by the amount of effort in order to get to that career level you want or to change whatever it is or to buy that house or to get that boat or to have whatever it is. That's so far and that requires so much that it just causes you to be stuck. And so you're not in motion. You're doing jack squat to move you closer to buying a lake house or a cabin or a boat or to have that career or to double your income or to be more physically fit or to whatever it is. You're doing nothing except thinking about it and being frustrated that you're not moving forward cuz you're stuck. You're stuck because you're thinking macro. So what's the tactic? The tactic is define and do the micro activities, bro. In order to get to the, I'm on a roll here. I'm totally in preacher mode in case you can't tell. Cause I'm feeling, I'm so passionate about this stuff. Wish someone had, I wish I had discovered this at a younger age. Some massive unlock. Isn't it for you? These three principles, like they're so fundamentally core to growth and success. And so with, with this third one, look, when I left the consulting company that I used to work for, they were like, Russ, you don't want, you're, you're, you're planning to do your own thing, aren't you? Well, you may, whatever. All right. Boom. Kind of shoved me out. Well, not kind of shoved me out. Right. So I was planning to leave and they were like, yeah, you can go now. (laughs) I'm like, wait, I don't have a plan yet, but I don't know exactly what the future holds. And that's okay. And guess what? So then I thought, man, I want to own a company. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a business owner. I don't want to work for somebody else in the consulting company space anymore. I think I've got enough experience. Now, I've got enough know-how now to be able to own it and build it the way I think is is most effective. And so, well, how am I going to do that? What does that require? What what do I need to do? Who are the clients going to be? What are we going to sell? Like there's so many things that I couldn't answer paralyzed. If I had focused on that instead, you know what I did? All right, let's do the micro crap. What's the name of the company going to be? Lone Rock. Well, is that a perfect name? No. Does it work? Of course. It's two syllables. Lone Rock. People do not remember more than one or two syllables. Google, Apple, Amazon might be a little long. Um, GM, whatever. Tesla. You th- two, two, okay. So Lone Rock. They can remember that. I like it. Okay. I need a logo. Get the logo. Okay. Who are our clients? Well, I just got a phone call from the CEO in Atlanta. He wants me to come out there. Okay. We'll do that. Well, I need an agreement. Just make an agreement. Figure something out. Send it to him. Boom. Well, oh, I need a bank account. Just get the bank account open. Oh, okay. I wonder if there's somebody else. Boom, boom, boom. Micro activities, little crap, movement every day, doing stuff in motion. What I didn't do is sit around thinking, okay, well, what's it going to be? How are we going to dream it? I'm going to spend four months coming up with the name of the company. Then I want to build the most perfect logo in the world. And then I'm going to build out potential. No, just go motion. You can't be stuck. If you're in motion, stop thinking about it. Stop dreaming about it. Stop planning it. Do something not big micro. You want that chiseled body? I got, I got, I got some advice for you. Go to the gym today. Will you have the body tomorrow? Nope, not a chance. Will you be closer? Totally. How much closer? Not a lot, but a little bit. Be in motion. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. You're going to be closer? Totally. 90% of people, 95% quit at that moment because they don't know how to do consistency, right? they stop being in motion. I want that cabin. I want that lake house. I want that boat. I want that lifestyle. All right. Be in motion. How long? A long time. How how many times a a, a week? Every day. How many times a day? Every hour. Do what? I don't know. Micro. The micro stuff. Do this, do that, do that. Just what's the next thing? Going to do that. So whatever dream you've got, whatever goals you have, whatever vision you've got of what you want to achieve, quit thinking macro Define that thing in your head. I want a good lifestyle. I want to make this amount of money. I want to achieve that. I want to buy that, whatever it is. I want to change careers. Great. Now do something for me. Like one of the steps toward being an entrepreneur is writing a book man, I got to capture what's in my head. I'm having all these experiences as I'm crisscrossing the globe. This is years ago, crisscrossing the globe. I'm going to write a book. Okay. How do you write a book? I have no freaking idea. Okay. Well, let me just buy this course or consume this YouTube video. Oh, that gave me a few ideas. Oh, what am I going to do on this flight? I'm going to open my laptop. What are you going to do? Just type. I'm going to type the bunch of stuff. Okay. There's chapter one. What am I going to do next flight? Type chapter two, type, type, type motion, motion. Did I write a book once? No. In one sitting? No. I wrote a few words. I wrote a few sentences. I wrote a few paragraphs. I wrote a few pages. I wrote a few chapters. Boom. Guess what I had? A book. Then I did it again. And then I did it again. And we're doing it again right now. Motion. Then what happens, you guys, is then you look at it six months later, a year later, two years later, and you go, holy crap i got a podcast with 322 episodes and a bunch of people listening all over the world. Didn't start that way. Started with just sitting down recording. What am I doing right now into this microphone that I'm talking into? I'm in motion on the macro level. Nope. Micro got three core principles. I'm sharing them with somebody. Boom. Next thing. Okay. So you define and you do the micro activities is this valuable to you? This is good stuff, right? Like somebody else, you know, needs to hear this principle one success is not a single player game tactic. Ask who, who do you need to know? Who do you need to meet? Okay. Last story real quick on that. This is just too good. Like massive on ask who, not what I'm going back to that one. Cause I love it so much. So we're having this meeting in Alpine, Utah. Cause we're asking who on this leadership training company. So I'm like, okay, we're building a list. Who are we going to invite? 15 people. We're going to rent this Airbnb with like 10 bedrooms in it. Massive house right up on the mountain side of the mountain in Alpine, Utah, an amazing place. Who are we going to invite? We're going to invite people with experience in this industry, whatever. We're just going to put together a list and we're going to feed them and we're going to wine and dine them that day. And it's going to be amazing. Right? So week before week before the meeting, there's this dude, Brent who I had met through somebody else. Cause I was asking somebody else who, and he said, Hey, this person and that. So I come across Brent, never met him. Not, not anyway. So we get on the phone a couple of times, Brent and I chat over the course of like three or six months. Then we have this Alpine meeting. I invite Brent week before the meeting. I call, no, I text Brent. This is what I say to Brent. I said, Hey Brent, you got a lot of experience in the training company. We're super in the training industry. We're super excited to hear your perspective at this meeting in Alpine. Thanks so much for agreeing to come, man. We're excited to meet you in person for the first time in our lives. It's going to be awesome. I got a question for you, Brent. This is in a text. Brent, is there somebody else who you know who ought to be there? Is there anybody else who we don't know, but it's on your mind. You're thinking about it. Brent responds back. Yeah, David. Okay. Tell me about David yada, 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 yada. He's built this incredible content. He's amazing. He's a genius. Yada, yada. You're going to love him. Okay. You want to invite David? Yeah. Hey Russ, David said he wants to come. Perfect. Drive in. And we're at the house. Brent's driving to the house the morning of the meeting. He shows up at the meeting. He's like, Whoa, this is legit. Like the house is legit. The people I've been meeting, this is the real deal. And, oh, they're expecting David. I better confirm with David. Like, I think David's coming, but he texts David. David, you're on your way, right? Yep. I'm pulling into the driveway right now. David walks in. We meet David. We meet lots of other great people, whatever. Guess what? Within a, uh, let's call it a week, maybe two weeks. Brent's overseeing sales for our training company. David's the head of content. Like a week or two later, we didn't know either one of them never met them ask who not what if you want to accelerate and scale success is not a single player game ask who not what what you consume determines what you create so upgrade what you consume you can't be stuck if you're in motion quit being paralyzed by thinking about the macro go out and define and do the micro activities that's what i got for you i hope it's helpful text the link to this episode to somebody who needs to hear it would you do me that huge favor And I will talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.